Coming up next, where to find the best deals on hairless cats and which breed is the least creepiest. All this and more on Car Dogs. All right, I'm back, everybody. Back from SoCal. Took my trip. I was able to get away for a week. <clears throat> it was amazing. Um, everything kind of fell into place, as is as is the case sometimes. Well, my lady gets uh, frustrated by the fact that I pull into a busy parking lot and find a <clears throat> spot right up front. I'm, it's just that that's the way it is, and that's how I operate. I'm sorry. Okay. So, um, this trip kind of fell in to that category as well because I was really, you know, I've decided that I'm kind of a reluctant, I'm, I'm the reluctant adventurer, meaning I want to be, I want to be like Joseph Conrad going up the Nile, going up the, not the Nile, but the Congo, going to the heart of the Congo, you know, on some riverboat, you know, trying to um, talk to, you know, the insane the 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 leader of a tribe that's gone insane like in apocalypse now or um heart of darkness you know um the 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 <clears throat> short story or novella by joseph conrad and i want to talk to the you know the want to deal with the locals and i want to um break bread with the you know the tribe shaman but but all in all i'm really just a nervous white guy and so what happens is I go, I take, I took off um, last Monday on Labor Day, during Labor Day weekend, shot, shot down. I usually go, I've, I've driven the 99 and the 5 so often that I elected to go kind of in a diversionary way, uh, hit the 101 and went through... Paso Robles, um, kind of zoomed by, not not um, into Morro Bay, but near Morro Bay, but Paso Robles and uh, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, that area. Uh, I'd spent time there um, early on in my when I was like a junior in high school. We'd camped out in Morro Bay for a, a running a running camp thing that my coach had put together and um, when we were out there we even went to like a running clinic put on by this guy um, well one of the speakers was this guy Ivan Huff who was a, he was an 8 816 steeple steeplechaser he was a two time Olympic trials competitor 84 and 88 he was fifth one year and like like sixth he was like fifth in 84 and sixth i want to say sixth in uh, 88 but 816 in the steeplechase it's nothing to sneeze at that'll win a lot of races still uh but this is back in god this is back in the day this was uh, in my high school days in the 80s. So anyway, he, he's a legend in the central 
California coast over there, Paso Robles. Uh, I think he went to Paso Robles High. And uh, anyway, so we dr- I drove through that area and then um, hit a little traffic. There was a jackknife, or not a big rig uh, jackknife, but uh, it just kind of went off the road. And the 101 coming out of San Juan Batista. So I got held up and it put me into Malibu late. But I got in and I was thinking, I'm not even going to be able to get into this park because I, I got into this can. I, I basically found this uh, Malibu Creek State Park. It's a, um, it's basically just a, uh, you're wedged in this canyon and uh, you can camp out. And uh, it's really impressive, kind of topographically. It's got some gnarly peaks, so it's good for hiking, but it was too... Anyway, I wasn't going to hike through there. It was just it was too uh, embedded into the canyon with heat. And so that's when I'd left. Uh, so I got up the following morning, Tuesday morning, drove into Malibu, pulled up at the stoplight, looking over, there right next to me was old Mel Gibson, looks at me I just gave him a nod he nodded he nodded back like yeah I know it's me and then we went about our way so picked up my daughter in Long Beach went out to UCLA had to do some reconnaissance basically this became a a reconnaissance mission kind of doing some run-throughs for the year because I'm going to be going down there periodically every other month maybe Gonna go down for some games. Gonna catch some football games. October they're playing uh, Oregon. I gotta catch that game. Speaking of which, shout out to Tom Brady starting his 300th game, NFL record, and uh, interesting statistic: he has never come under center with a team that's been mathematically eliminated at any point ever. Out of three hundred starts, that's that's an that's insane. That's that's as insane, if not maybe more insane than um, the mere fact that he's been in what ten super. He's been in ten Super Bowls. He's played in ten Super Bowls out of twenty-two seasons. So every it seems like every other season he's in the Super Bowl on average, and I think he's been. I'd have to look at the championship games, but he's probably been in like two thirds of every championship game in twenty two years. That's just insane. That's just a single minded focus of winning. It's gross. It's gross how good that is, but never took a snap under center with a team that was mathematically eliminated ever ever never matter of fact the only time he's ever had a single digit win season he's always had double digit win seasons every year for 22 seasons except one year his second year um because i guess you consider his first year the year he replaced bledsoe and then won the Super Bowl. Next year, he they went nine and seven. That was his wor- worst year, and he t- it was a three way tie for the division at nine and seven between the Jets and the Dolphins. And the let's see who got the I think the, the Jets 
Did they give the yeah they yeah, the Jets won the division that year with uh, Chad Pennington, and uh, there's a three way tie at first, but the let's see they they gave it to the Jets because of the uh, I think they had the win over the Patriots during the season. They, they won the season series between them and the Patriots. So um, that's your worst season ever is 9-7. and seven, And it was a three-way tie for first place in your division. Unbelievable. That's It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So um so that the following Tuesday we went up to UCLA. We had to do some walkthroughs to see my daughter's going to have to rent a parking spot or that was the uh goal was to track down and pay for a monthly parking spot to the tune of about $200 a month like that's what's come to in this day and age um paying $200 a month for parking spot and by the time that we found out where it is and then did a dry run to see how long it would take to get from the dorm to the parking spot because you don't what's the point in getting a parking spot if it takes you 30 minutes to get there but this one was about 10 minutes from her dorm it had already been sold <laughs> this, is, this is college man this is crazy I don't remember I don't quite remember this these these kind of uh, ordeals as much but again you know the earth was just cooling off when I was younger and uh, I didn't have quite this we didn't have we didn't have the you know 7.9 billion people you know, trying to get the same statistics class. And, uh, you know, back when I was in college. So uh, so we did the dry run and then ended up, um, of course, it, it, it was, it got to a point where it's like, I'm not going to, I don't want to deal with traffic all the time when I'm down in SoCal. So we ended up, I'm staying in staying staying in Long Beach that night, and then the next day shot back up to Malibu just to check on <clears throat> all my gear and stuff. I just left it. I just left it there. I left it set up, and uh, so went back on the following um, Tuesday. No, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday morning went up. Retrieve the gear. Then, um, that's, that's right. Because I wanted to check out, to, that was Malibu Creek State Park. I want to go over to Topanga Canyon. Canyon, And then see about um, how closer it is to UCLA. Wedged in that canyon there. Because Topanga is another one of those. Like, Malibu's cool. Malibu's like that kind of place where you can drive through and everyone's kind of out and about. You know, dudes are standing outside barefoot in wetsuits, waxing down surfboards and shit like that next to these trillion-dollar houses, and Mel Gibson's pulling up next to you and, like, sizing you up, you know, getting ready to 
yell at you about, give me back my son, or some <laughs> something like that. And uh, so, but Topanga is more like the real crystal hippie, kind of like, uh, I heard like uh, the the lead singer Men at Work lives up there somewhere. He looks like the type, you know, traveling in a fried out cumber, you know, on a hippie trail, head full of zombie, you know. Do you come from a land down under? He's tri- he's probably hippie. If you talk about combis, combis like a Australian term for a VW bus. So he was probably nestled in up there somewhere because that's what Topanga Canyon is. There's a bunch of hippies up there. It's way up there, way wedged into the valley. So it kind of became more of a journey than a destination. And when I finally got to the park, that's when I ran in. I, the only two other people in the whole parking lot were Andrew Huberman, Dr. Andrew, Andrew Huberman, who I just listened to his podcast on addiction with Anna Lemke, Dr. Anna Lemke, and Whitney Cummings. And I'm like, oh, there's Whitney Cummings, like as if I knew her, as if I just ran into her, like over at the rec hall, you know. So my daughter and I are sitting there, we parked in the shade, and I get out, and I, I couldn't figure out, because I'm looking for camping too, and I was looking online on the Reserve America site, which is just the most clunkiest damn site. I mean, they should, they're better off just running like classified ads in the newspaper for camping in Topanga, because... Well, on, on Reserve America, period. Anytime you want to book something, whether it be Malibu, Beals Point, Folsom... Topanga. I couldn't find anything to, on, in Topanga. And when I even got into Topanga, I couldn't find the dam where the, you know, camping designation area was. So all I see is Huberman and Whitney Cummings. I get out. I'm like, hey, are you Dr. Are you? I said, are you Andrew Huberman? He said, yeah. Because I could tell. I'm not stupid, but I wanted to ask him because he's from Stan or he he's a Stanford scientist, so he's not a local. But I knew Whitney was, but she wasn't having it because I addressed him first. I think I fucked up because I kind of shined her off. I said, "I'm like, hey, Andrew Huberman." He's like, "Yeah, who are you?" I'm like, "I'm John." <laughs> so um, he goes, "Where are you from?" I go, "I'm from Sacramento." Like, is if you know who gives a shit but uh i said hey man i just listened to your podcast hey great all right i go hey so i'm asking like you know is there camping up here and right away whitney's already got a attitude with me she's she looks great she's taller than i pictured or taller than i would have imagined but uh <laughs> but she goes because uh, i was camping i told him i was camping down at malibu she she goes uh yeah, you got to be careful. Like, I don't know, some people got hacked up down there. I go, what? In the Malibu Creek? She goes, oh, no, down on the beach. I go, well, okay, well, I won't go there. And Huberman goes, oh, you got to, you got to, <laughs> you got to, um, don't mind her. She's a comedian. I'm like, I know. Hey, I go, hey, Whitney. <laughs> he goes, you get, he, he goes, don't mind her. She's a comedian. I go, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I think I, I kind of like, um, I don't know, I think she was there to get laid, okay? And I was kind of, I was kind of 
putting the kibosh on, on um, you know, her her trajectory. And so she was, she was kind of giving me this attitude, and uh, oh well. I just, I can't, I just need to know. She She's like, well, maybe you should Google it. I'm like, well, first of all, there's no cell reception up here. And the reason I'm asking is because I know you're local. I know you live around here. So maybe you could have told me, but it's okay. <clears throat> and uh, so anyway, we, we, we moved on. I, I went over, I finally found a directory. And sure enough, there's camping up there, but it's just too, it's way, way embedded in there. Like, it's wedged in there. Like, you probably might get hacked up in there. Um, so, we got out of there. And now, now it became an open-ended thing. Now, now we kind of had free reign to kind of do whatever we please. So we just decided at the spur of the moment, spur of the moment, we're going to drive three hours to Big Bear Lake. And so, again, what I'm finding is I'm a nervous, I'm getting to be more uh, more of a nervous traveler, particularly in SoCal because the amount of traffic the diversity of, of area, just dealing with, uh, I mean, just getting in, in and around Long Beach, man, is like a free-for-all. There's like he's all these wild, convoluted overpasses and bridges and underpasses and routes and lanes to get in if you're a commercial truck driver going to the harbor or you're going to the, you know, the to go to the ferry landing or you're going to pick up a cruise ship or you're going to the aquarium or you're going to whatever man it's just uh, pick a lane and you know human lives are uh, at stake here it you know it's kill or be killed in a lot of these places and then when you add the amount of traffic on top of that and then trying to get across the valley dipping through the heart of LA out of Topanga to pick up the 210 going through uh, Pasadena Arcadia out to the Inland Empire kind of zooming out to the outer edge kind of of, uh, like Riverside County Redlands Uh, I ended up I almost went to school in University of Redlands but I just decided against it at the last minute because I don't know because it was division three I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have improved as a runner in division three I had my work cut out for me in division two I don't so I don't know it but again University of Redlands is in the middle of the Inland Empire I mean it's nothing it's just like dirt and the town of Corona Riverside County and dirt and dust and traffic until until you find the road up the mountain to Big Bear Lake man that was a that was an ordeal that was uh, an unexpected pleasure I'll tell you that mm. because you immediately, you immediately start climbing boom thousand feet two thousand feet 
and then you start doing these switchbacks up into um, the mountain, which is a big ski destination, but not in September, particularly when it's um, like 95 degrees in the valley, but you're climbing and you just, uh, you know, I take for granted that people just kind of can drive 7,000 feet, you know, climb 7,000 feet of elevation within the span of like 40 minutes, but this is what, this is what's done, um, you know, if you go to these, these places, you got to be prepared for, uh, I mean, just these gigantic sweeping views of the entire valley, it was kind of a, I don't know, some point I was I was kind of white knuckling some of these some of these edges. I don't think my lady would have done well. She she had an issue with going up to uh, Mount Diablo. We didn't even go all the way, and I can now I can understand why. I mean, it gets pretty kind of sketchy on some of those turns, you know. And uh, so, but by the time that's when we got up there, we finally got up there, and and now you're now you're on top of this damn mountain. I mean, in the middle of, you know, the entire Inland Empire. So on one side, if on one side, if you go down one side of the mountain, you're actually end up in Barstow on the way to Vegas. But if you go back down the way you came, you're on your way to Corona, to Glen Eden, the other clothing optional retreat, the other nudist colony that I ended up checking out. But so per the last episode, I kind of, gave you a rundown of what bear, big bear what kind of went down basically just me and my daughter just kind of like again more reconnaissance check, you know checked out the town again it's a it's a it's a very lake tahoe vibe but it's like low season um off season rather It'd be probably a better way to describe it but uh just kind of a, yeah, I guess a, a resort, resort-ish town, resort-ish town. The lake was low. It, to be honest, it was a little kind of like I don't know, on the depressive side. Um, everyone, you know, everyone who had a winter place or a vacation place, they were gone. They weren't there. Um, you know, handful of locals, a couple of, you know, nice few cool looking restaurants. But other than that, it was just kind of uh, gimmicky outdoor zip line type stuff. Um, just a, a resortish, uh, semi cool place to be. But, but this being res- what it was, re- being a reconnaissance mission, you got kind of an idea as far as what it took to get there where to stay um we stayed in the holiday and it wasn't anything exciting but uh enjoyable nonetheless the next day is when we kind of had our little powwow her and i and recorded last thursday's episode and then we got the hell out of there so we ended up coming down 
that's when things got really wild. Not wild, but the whole objective was to. Well, I needed. Uh, I needed to make contact with my buddy Mike. Okay, I told him I'd, I'd stop in, and we'd get a bite to eat. And so we went down. First, we went down to Temecula. Oh, so we went down to Old Town Temecula. So that's a cool place. Old Town Temecula. It's got a lot of flavor. It's got a motif going on. Even the whole, you know, the city hall thing. It's all kind of done up in this kind of. Uh, Everything is like distressed. It's like the distressed look, like old wood, kind of a semi. Um, what's the what's the like? Not a western style, although <laughs> although there was a place to get old time photos, which are the ubiquitous uh, endeavor. If you want to get old time photos, everyone's got to dress up like Annie Oakley. And Wild Bill Hickok and get a big giant rifle and um, one of those bow, t- uh, bow uh, what do you call those, uh, bola, uh, is it a bola tie? Well, uh, you know what I'm talking about, the kind, the kind that Colonel Sanders wears. And, uh, you know, the timeless classic. Awful stuff. And so... The mo- so yeah, Old Town Temecula is kind of interesting, cool. And I thought to myself, well, how old could it be? Because I remember it being kind of in its inf- it seemed like it was in its infancy when I lived down there in North County in San Marcos, uh, but it wasn't. The town had been around since like eighteen eighteen seventy something or eighteen fifty nine. Is that what it said? So I don't know. Maybe all the buildings were original. Maybe the old-time photos was... Maybe it used to be a photo mat back in the day. And now it's just the old-time photos. I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you want out of me? But anyway, so I... So... So my buddy Mike finally... He, he, he gets back to me. Or I told him I'd text him about 4.30, so... Or call him. And he texts me about 20 after 4 and, to see if we're still on. And most definitely we... Uh, we, we met up, it was the first night of football season, so I got to see about the first 20 minutes of the game, and then we jammed to go get uh, some cauliflower pizza over at this place in in uh, Murrieta. Well, actually, I think it's Wildemar. I don't know. It's right on the border of Wildemar and Murrieta. And uh, second time I'd been there, I went there with my lady a couple years ago when we were in when we went down to Venice, we shot over there to hang out and uh, get some lunch. Or no, no, we went. We had dinner. We had dinner there. We had the cauliflower pizzas and uh, and a few beers. And this night was no different. Only I had my 19-year-old daughter, my designated driver, who got to partake and listen to the drunken stories of her dad and his roommate poor kid had to suffer through all that and as we we only had a couple beers but when we got back to um to his place he uh he uncorked a nice bottle of uh what the hell was it called he got some whiskey that was something else something else entirely it was called um i don't know i got a picture of it i'll put it up on my instagram for for all you people that don't follow me 
that uh, it's called. Here it is. Basil Hayden's. It looks like a fancy label. It's got like a special outside label that's holding up a piece of sh paper that's got some writing on it that's attached to the bottle. It's very, it's got a cool little cork. I don't know. And then my buddy Mike, he, he's all about uh, presentation. So he's got the ice balls. They're globe, they're like globe. They're like round. Like you got to, they're form fitted in these little things that, um, he just popped open and it's like the perfect sphere of ice. Because <laughs> it's, because that's the shit, man. Because it, it's all about presentation. And, um, so, so I knocked back about three of those, three of those bad boys. And I was, uh, I was, uh, I was a little pie-eyed. Um, I couldn't, uh, couldn't see, couldn't see couldn't see very well. I couldn't see myself uh, <laughs> making it, making it home successfully. So, my my daughter, my designated driver, was kind enough to to drive us back to the hotel, and uh, where um, she was able, she just kept working. She was uh, she was doing a paper the whole time. But uh, it was kind enough to indulge her, her drunken dad, and um, all of his, all of his, uh, his rambling. After the fact, because I don't really, I don't really drink as much as I used to. Um, so, the next day, of course, I was hurting, hurting for certain. And, but it got to be, I don't know. It was kind of a tension release. It was kind of like, maybe that, I don't know. It's just part of the territory, you know. When you're out and about, and you're doing some traveling, you and you're breaking bread with the locals. You 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 know, when in Rome, you do as the Romans do, and that's what the Romans were doing. They were drinking Basil Hayden's, and it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't it wasn't un unsatisfying. They were they went down pretty smooth, so. But, consequently, Friday morning I was hurting and still having to wrap my brain around getting in onto a ferry for Catalina Island. So I don't know if I, I was, kind of, the intrepid traveler is, uh, is a fitting title because each stage of this, driving up, you know, to 7,000 feet, dealing with, um, gigantic, you know, driving up mountains, driving, you know, to the ferry terminal, you know, getting on a ferry, going across the, you know, the ocean, and, uh, doing this all just as a matter of fact, I don't know, I'm not used to that, man, I ain't from around here, so, I'm, I'm a little hungover, I'm moving real slow, my poor daughter, she's like, She's like just kind of watching me inch along in the morning, <laughs> just trying to regroup, survive. I don't know how Mike got to work next day, Friday morning, because he's up at like three thirty. So, but he's a pro. He probably probably had no no issue. Me, I had like uh, you know 
gastrointestinal issues. I was dehydrated. I needed an IV. Um, but I, I, I found I found the strength to muster along. And uh, went out, had some breakfast with uh, <laughs> my daughter's boyfriend out in Long Beach, and just bullshitted about movies and stuff because he's a he's a future film director. I keep telling him we gotta just we're just gonna grab a camera, we're gonna go out to the desert, we're gonna shoot some black and white footage, and we're just gonna dub over. We're gonna put some uh, music over that. We're gonna get some. Uh, we're gonna find some avant-garde like garage alt alt rock band that can do some uh interpretive music and we'll just shoot some black and white footage go out to i don't know we'll go out to barstow and um and just put put something together something non-linear something kind of like you know when the italians came out to death valley michelangelo antonioni and those guys just started just doing random kind of movies and stuff like that random pieces that didn't really make any sense or go anywhere and uh but it, we talked about just bullshit movies over over breakfast as I was recovering talking about George Lucas and uh cause he's from Modesto as well uh well George Lucas is from Modesto so is my daughter's boyfriend well so is my daughter but, uh, and uh, just yapping about directors, him in particular, being from Modesto and how I, and I, I had this knack, of course, in keeping with running into interesting people in the course of this trip, just, you know, each day. You know, day one, it was, Mel, you know, ran into Mel Gibbs. And day two, it was like Andrew Huberman, Dr. Andrew Huberman. I didn't even address him as a doctor. I feel kind of, I don't know. I got, I got, I got excited to talk to him. But um, Whitney Cummings. And then, um, and then just talk about the time I ran into George Lucas at a food court. When I went to go get a, I don't know, I think I got a slice of pizza at the food court in Marin. And there he goes, so... We started yapping about him over over breakfast in Long Beach and uh, talking about just the fact that he hasn't really directed a lot of movies. And because he only directed one segment of any of the Star Wars, and that was the very first one, the very first one in 77. And after that, it just kind of went on to more production stuff. But one movie in particular, which is probably... Uh, Probably the worst movie of all, movie of all time, uh, one that he was involved with, and I don't get it. And and this kind of goes back to uh, a couple of podcasts ago. Where I keep I keep thinking, why do they keep making these damn Marvel movies with Black Widow? Now they got Haw- the Hawkeye. Tri- is it Hawkeye? The guy I don't know who this guy is. He's got he's got a and Shang Chi. Like what do these guys do? You know, I don't know. I mean, once you get past, like, okay, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Flash, Flash is cool. Aquaman, even Aquaman they made cool, which was hard to do because, like, okay, all right, dude talks to fish. All right, how much more can you get out of that? But these guys seem to know what they're doing, but I'll tell you this. 
back in 19... What year was that? 19... Do, 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 do. 86 was a bad year for Marvel Comics characters when George Lucas, as executive producer, went ahead with the horrendous stink bomb, Howard the Duck. What were they thinking? Um, it's been considered among the worst films of all time, but has also developed a cult following. You know, that's kind of like the twist on things, isn't it now? It's like to, you know, make something that's so revered, so anti-revered, so, so anti-good, that eventually it just gains its own following, following because of that. And uh, shout out to my buddy Mike, who's like, you know, you know what movie you got to do for your whacked out pick of the week? Not Howard the Duck, no. And nobody should see that. But, <laughs> but, yet another comic book character in the movie Popeye. The great Robert Altman for Paramount Pictures and Robert Evans. Robert Ed, Robert fucking Evans, the guy that did Chinatown, the guy that brought Paramount back from the brink of death Robert Evans the boy genius did Popeye now say what you want about that movie but uh, and I gotta give all credit to my, my buddy Mike he's like yeah you know well he's saying Shelley it, it was Shelley it's Shelley Duvall who uh of Shining fame, The Shining. Perfect olive oil. She's perfect olive oil. And a lot of kids these days won't understand. They won't get the. They won't. They won't understand. Like why? If 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 a millennial just decided to watch the movie Popeye, their head would probably explode. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a weird movie on its own. It's even weird. Trying to connect it to the cartoon. Because the cartoon was, it was entertaining in a weird way. I don't know how they had the balls to green light the notion of some cartoon sailor with exaggerated forearms that just went ballistic and over-adrenalized on a can of spinach and then just whooped everyone's ass at the end of the cartoon but somehow it got made and it became a cult classic and then when they made a movie out of it it's still it's so it was so weird like I saw it at the theaters in 1980 it was so weird with Robin Williams who did a phenomenal job uh, but it was so like they were trying to make they were trying to make a legit storyline movie out of this strange dude that gets off on spinach and has giant 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 forearms and is just and then the whole time it's just scheming on this skinny ugly chick named Olive Oil so 
somebody saw something in it. But then they made the movie, and then it was just it, the whole thing is just strange. Um, if you ever rent it or or stream it, just just don't expect a whole lot. The music was even the music was done by like Harry Nielsen, which is so strange. It's like I think the I think the whole thing was drug fueled. I think when you got Robert Altman, Robert Evans, Robin Williams, Harry Nielsen, I mean, they were probably they were probably you know, sending shipping containers of coke over to this island that they filmed it on, which was the island of Malta, which is a uh, island uh, in between uh, it's in the Mediterranean uh, somewhere in between like uh, what the hell is it it's between uh, Sicily and uh, like the North African coast um, it's got old architecture um, which was kind of form fitting for uh, this movie this movie was is overdone with set production and uh, just the remoteness of the the whole place was so strange um, but anyway that is the stinker whacked out movie of the week Popeye by Robert Altman yes that Robert Altman the same guy that did Shortcuts The Player M.A.S.H. um McCabe and Mrs. Miller, Nashville. I mean, this guy, the, Robert Altman, the genius. <laughs> Somehow, for whatever reason, did oh, I know why. Because Robert Evans, he there was a bidding war for the musical Annie. I know it was because they wanted cartoon characters, cartoon character movies that did uh, that were mu- uh, that were musical as well. They were musicals, so Annie. Which that I think that did pretty well, but that was another weird one. Just kind of went nowhere. I don't know. There was a thing about fifties comic book movies that, mm, looking back, may have not been as necessary as a lot of these producers felt. But mm, go see it. Go see Popeye with Robin Williams, directed by Robert Altman, produced by Rob. Robert Evans, music by Harry Nilsson. It's got, I mean, if, if you just describe it like that, people go, that's probably the greatest film ever made based on a comic book about a sailor with giant forearms that gets high on spinach. I'll go see that. And then we go see it, you're like, why did I see that? <laughs> so, so good luck. Good luck with all that. But, uh, but I got to give all the credit to, to Mike. That's his pick. The whacked out pick of the week is Popeye. Directed by Robert Altman, produced by Robert Evans, starring Robin Williams, music by Harry Nielsen. Harry Nielsen, yes, that Harry Nielsen. Everybody's talking at me. I can't hear the word they're saying. Yeah, that guy, you know. Well, you can climb a mountain. You can sail a sea. You can jump into the fire. Yeah, that Harry Nielsen strangest movie you know I'm gonna go see that damn movie now I've hyped myself up on the damn movie but it's a movie okay so 
I gotta get to the point. I gotta get to the point of this whole thing. Okay, sorry about this. Sorry about the slow build here. So, hungover as usual. Friday, talking about George Lucas films. He produced Howard the Duck. Don't go see it. Another Marvel comics. Who the fuck? Howard the Duck. Who's fucking reading that comic book? I don't know. And so, okay. So after breakfast, we. Um, um, my daughter's boyfriend didn't go, he, uh, these guys like to study and stuff these days. I guess that's cool. I mean, so he had to go do some schoolwork or something. I don't know. So her and I hopped the ferry a little, again, a little nervous. We're crossing a big body of water. I'm the nervous adventurer now. And, uh, but it went off without a hitch. It was about a little over an hour to get out to the island we bundled up a couple sleeping bags in a tent and a change of clothes. And we were off. We jumped off. We jumped off that ferry like we got off at Staten Island. Like we just arrived in America. Went into town. It was about a it was about a three minute walk into town. The town, uh, they had, sh- I, th- I think the shuttle service stopped running, so we hailed a cab, took us a mile and a half up, up the high, up the road, right up the back, back the main vein of the town, because the town is really nestled in there, right on the armpit of the whole island, this town Avalon, and when we, um, we got the cab, the cab took us up to, uh, our campground set up and then hiked back down into town and lo and behold that particular weekend this is me this is my luck pulling into that busy parking lot and finding the only available parking spot bumping into Mel Gibson finding the only two people in the Topanga State Canyon State Park parking lot being Dr. Andrew Andrew Huberman and Whitney Cummings that guy I decide we're going to camp out on Catalina the one weekend they have the fucking Catalina wine mixer. That's right. That's right, bitches. The Catalina wine mixer of Step Brothers fame. There's banners all over the island. The Catalina wine mixer. Everywhere you go, there's basic bitches just climbing over each other, just trying to get to the... Catalina wine mixer. It was the best. <laughs> it was so it was so packed. It was so packed. I hadn't been there in like twenty years, almost twenty years. But what a beautiful place. That was the height of I think that was the crowning achievement of the whole reconnaissance of the trip itself was uh scouting that place out. We had so much uh, well, it was cool. It was cool. There was lots to do. We spent most of the time people watching. We got a we um when we when we hiked back into town after setting up camp. Um they've got like a they got, there's like a high school on the island. There's like a high school football game going on. Um it's a whole thing, but there's only like 35 to 4,000 people just <clears throat> in the little town there. But we when we got into town, we um scouted around for food found a restaurant right on the right in the marina right in the kind of the 
shore, the wharf, um, right on the water there. There's people just lined up, waiting to get in with big clusters of people, big big hordes of uh, big groups that uh, were waiting on tables. And I just walked up. I got. I said, "Hey, table for two. Oh, right this way, sir." Walked us through the restaurant out to the dock, right on the edge of the water. Immediately got service. It just things were just falling into place. So, uh, so had some of the local local seafood, couple glasses of wine, <clears throat> and uh, that was a wrap, man. That was that was Friday night in Catalina at the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. Uh, shoot, they're even doing a, uh, a showing of Step Brothers while we were out there. I don't, I didn't see where I we didn't go, but um, had a real blissful. There's just deer everywhere. Um, so yeah, it was a good trip, a good, fucking, amazing trip. And then um, next morning, more exploring. Went down, watched the scuba divers, watched the parasailers, watched the people doing the submarine tours, renting out catamarans, sea canoes. I mean, you name it. Jesus, these people were ziplining just uh, into volcanoes and stuff, just just launching each other off of like just big giant catapult structures just right into the ocean, just launching people right into the ocean. Um good time you know we just just a good energy the whole place seemed to i don't know look at the pier you when you're standing out by the pier you're out on the edge of town you look you look back on the town and you can see all the you know the hill the 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 hillsides embedded with these little houses and hotels and it was very um i don't know french riviera monaco slash type cuba havana style mediterranean kind of all mixed into one and then with catalina wine mixer banners everywhere you know i kept waiting to see if, waiting to see if will ferrell was just going to pop out somewhere he was probably there somewhere you know that's probably where my luck ran out is that's the only guy i didn't run into was will ferrell but overall it was a good trip we we ferried back saturday we were going to stay till sunday but we just wouldn't have been able to get back up in time so we came back Saturday. Um, we hoteled it Saturday night in Long Beach, and uh, in a in a rough little travel lodge because it was connected to the breakfast bar, this breakfast place we ate at Tuesday morning that was bomb. But the hotel itself uh, was really an eyesore. And but I like to put my kids through, you know, kind of. I like to I like to let them see hardship and just, uh, uh, you know, disagreeable environments firsthand. That's why, you know, they were raised in Modesto. And um, (laughs) it's a horrible thing to say, but, uh, you know, that's why I was dragging the twins through um, homeless encampments in Salt Lake City at 3 a.m., you know, stepping off the train. I wanted them to see, you know, the other side of life, you know? I want my 19-year-old daughter to see awful people that live in a travel lodge. And uh, 
and that certainly happened. But the breakfast, the place, the, the restaurant attached to the hotel, that's, that was like, you, we woke up Sunday morning and it was, it was like the Catalina wine mixer had followed us to shore. All the basic bitches just standing in line waiting for brunch and bottomless mimosas. But the place, the breakfast bar, I highly recommend. Fucking phenomenal food. And uh, bottomless mimosas. You know, 640 basic bitches. Couldn't be wrong. So, um, but that was, well, oh. Oh, and, and the mere fact that we'd hiked in all over the island previous night kind of left us incapable of moving so in lieu of going to the breakfast bar we just had a coffee and we hit the road and drive oh we drove right back up the coast we went up literally went up the coast so decided to go up through um uh let's see morro bay we stopped off for lunch in morro bay and uh, got some the local seafood, and then stayed on the one and went right up into Big Sur, which supposedly there's a town there. I've never seen it, but there's there's a there's a bakery and a campground. I think that's the only thing in Big Sur, and uh, oh, and the Henry Miller Library because Henry Miller spent the last years of his life there, I guess, and. Uh, and that's it. So, so we jammed up the one for Morro Bay, uh, going on along some kind of rough, kind of edges along the coast there. Boy, there's some really, you know, white knuckling situations going on along that road as well. I forgot, but it all in all, it was a good, good run. We ended up at Casa de Fruta. Uh, we took some back, some really gnarly back roads through there, through Hollister, and uh, like old roads. Like I don't know. I think it, it routed me past some traffic that I was meant to avoid, you know, as par for the course. And then, but a nice long. It was a long drive, but it was a nice scenic drive on the way back. Instead of dealing with the valley, the ninety nine, the five. Um, at some point, I want, I want to make it down there, but I want to go along the 395. I've only made that run once, but I want to go a bit down the backside of the Sierras. And uh, that was the original. That was the original intention when we were going to stay in Death Valley, but I opted out of that based on the heat. I'm so glad we didn't. Man, that was a good, you know, that would have been just exhausting, you know, dragging my poor daughter through all that. The heat... Uh, her going back and forth trying to get settled in at the dorms she's got she's got to go back down on thursday and 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 then officially move in on friday so she's going down there with her mom better her than me and officially moving in and then i'll be back down there the end of october for the homecoming game ucla versus oregon ucla v oregon let's go LFG, let's fucking go. And then what I'll probably do is I'll probably go down on a... No. Friday night? No. Maybe Saturday morning I'll go down. And then after the game... Maybe Sunday morning after the game I'll shoot out to Catalina. 
and just go for a little hike or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's where I'm at, though. Life's good, man. Life's good, man. Take my lady down there. We'll go down to Catalina. She's going to have to suffer through the UCLA game. That's all there is to it, though. But it's going to be crazy. It's going to be on. Going to watch some Bruin football and uh, and go out for... Uh, Go out for some uh, white wine spritzers afterwards out on Catalina. You know what I'm saying? Catalina wine mixer. Do it up. Basic bitch style. Yeah. But anyway, that was the trip in a nutshell. Now, <clears throat> made my way back up north here. There's still some, some summer left. It's officially, uh, I mean, chronologically, I guess it's over, according to this map. According to this calendar, according to this old kit, according to this this old kitten calendar I have from 2012, supposedly summer's over, but it's still 104 degrees out here. So, what they're doing this week is they're gearing up for uh, uh, nude stock. <laughs> yeah, nude stock. Yeah, yeah, nude stock. Which you can, uh, if you hadn't guessed, is kind of a take on Woodstock, but. I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna be out here at uh, Laguna de Tata, um, keeping my tan lines and uh, non-visible for maybe another uh, week or two, while the weather's still good, and then mentally prepare myself for this nude stock. I've been to nude stock once before. Naked Man was new to me, but um, the nude stock thing is just basically what. It, it is what it sounds like. It's a bunch of local cover bands and come out here and play. And they set up booths and uh, sell uh, folk art, like Burl, Burl coffee tables and stuff. And uh, you listen to some some guys sing, uh, you know, a lot of covers of uh, like. Paul McCartney and wing songs, you know, love, take me down, take me down to the street, you know, the classics, so that's the, uh, that, that's the uh, podcast for today, or as they say in France, aujourd'hui, bonsoir, comment ça va, comment tu t'appelles, arrivederci. No, that's Italian. Sorry. Anyway, I'll talk at you later. Love you guys. Arrivederci, babies.